you know, um, like I said, you always want to bring it back to, you know, a level plane and just say, okay, treat business as usual, go out there, do your job, and do our best to get a win. Obviously, um, I know it's a big game to the state, you know, them being the Pittsburgh Steelers, us being the Philadelphia Eagles, but you can't get wrapped up in all that. You still got to go out there and play football. Um, both teams, you know, are undefeated, so that raised a little bit, you know, of the hype when it comes to it. But I'll still say, like we always say, you got to just go out there and do your job. You start worrying about that stuff, you get out of whack, you'll stop focusing on details, and then, you know, then the game ends up getting away from you. So we just want to go out there, do what we got to do, and come out with a win. I saw something from Trey that I've always seen. He's been so consistent, and it's just who he is as a football player. You know, you could put Trey, you know, anywhere, and um, he could go out there and play. I mean, quarterback, he could do it. Running back, obviously tight end. You could split him out, let him do Ross, a raw receiver. He's amazing on special teams. He's been one of our key special teams players since he's gotten here. And then I was just talking to him today about when he played back in high school, when they used to play against Aaron Murray back when he was at Plant, and they were having trouble with Orson Charles. Y'all remember him playing at Georgia. And his coach told, told him to go cover Orson Charles so he can even play corner, I guess. So the dude's versatile. And it's not surprising me when he goes out there and plays well because all of camp he was doing it. I mean, every single day he was in there making plays. And for me, it gets me extremely excited when we're able to get Zach back because we haven't been able to have that set that everybody's been talking about where you have Brent Selleck, Zach Ertz and Trey Burton all in at the same. That's a dangerous combination that I feel like we can really take advantage of. So, like I said, I've been really – this is the first time I've ever been excited that a bye week was this early. So we can go ahead and get Zach back. And I think with those three guys, we can really make some, make some heads turn. Nelson was saying that he, he thinks Carson's demeanor, his work ethic is contagious. As a young receiver yourself that has a strong work ethic, do you believe it has been contagious for the other – players on offense so far? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, he definitely brings an exuberance to the huddle, and it's something um, that he ha that he has naturally. Like I said, I, you know, I joke with him all the time. He says, like, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment, but I didn't expect him to have as much swagger as he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wears an arm sleeve. I'm like, where'd you find that? Like, I don't do that. And so, but, he, but he's got swagger to him, man. He's got a bounce to him. When he comes to the huddle, it's not just, okay, let's, let's clock it in. Every time we come into that huddle for whatever drill it is, like, all right, guys, let's go. We got to have a go in today, or we got to have a good period right now. And so he's always doing that. He, he, has, a, he has a swagger to him. He has, a, he has a natural feel for the game. And then that does rub off on other guys because if he's doing it, you don't want to be the guy who, who, who's lagging behind. You also want to bring that same type of energy, you know, to the team, to the huddle, and because you know he's always going to bring it too. With swagger, I mean, perhaps that explains why he's willing to so far has been willing to take shots that, you know, even Frank Reich says are unnecessary. He's a guy that's been around for a little bit. You talk to him about that and say, look, we need you on the field. Um, I think I talked about that a little bit the other day. I don't think that, per se, he wants to take some of those shots all the time. If you really, like, go back and study some of the films, some of those shots came on the sideline. And the sideline's a crazy place because you sometimes don't expect somebody to hit you. You expect people to pull up, you know, so – it's kind of one of those things where you just got to kind of just hurry up and get out. But Carson's a smart guy, you know, because he'll sit back there in that pocket and take a shot and convert a four down and won't nobody say anything. You know, that's just the toughness he has. So you'd rather have that and then work on, okay, the little things. Like, hey, when you're near the sideline, just go ahead and sprint out. Don't think that they might slow down or, 
you know what, don't worry about the extra yard. Go ahead and get down a little bit quicker. We'll be able to get it on third down or something like that. But the, the tenacity that he plays with, you don't want to take that away from him. I mean, he will stay in that pocket and deliver strikes. I don't think the play counted, but he threw a strike to uh, Selleck on a deep over route that was dirty. You know, he's still in the pocket and, you know, had to take a hit. But that's what you want to see. And that gets everybody else going. You think the offensive line doesn't like that when they know their quarterback is willing to sit in there and do that and make those throws? Like I said, it just gets everybody going. As someone who studies the position, what do you appreciate about Antonio Brown? Uh, man, you know, I, I study a lot of uh, Antonio's OTAs and minicamp. And, you know, the thing about him that's just it, – it's, it's the consistency – with it, with his tenacity, like a lot of guys, they're, they're really skilled, but it's the the drive he plays with. I mean, he plays angry some games. It's never like he's up and down. When you play with that same level of drive, I mean, you're never going to see him come out and just have a bad game. You know, if the target's on there, then maybe they just aren't there. But literally the games where Ben was out last year, those were really the only down games that he had. And if you go back and watch those films, he was still getting open. He was still beating man coverage. The ball just won't get into him. Then when Ben came back, you know, like you say, business was booming again. So um, it's just you appreciate what he does out there on the film on the field. I think he's uh, obviously one of the best in the game. So, um, but I know our defense is looking forward to that challenge. We got great guys out there, and I know they're excited to go out there and go against them. Uh, how important is your Christian faith and reinforcing that with your teammates, with Bible study, and so forth? Okay, that's a, I think it's extremely important. And to be honest, for me. Uh, it's, it's the most important thing. Um, like I said, uh, it was funny. I was uh, I speak at the rookie symposium uh, a couple uh, like two years ago, and so I sat there and asked the guys. I said, "Does anybody here know Chuck Noll?" And they're all like millennials, so none knew Chuck Noll was, which was embarrassing. And Chuck Noll has five Super Bowls. Now, obviously, that's the highest pinnacle in sports is the Super Bowl, but none of those guys knew who he was. Okay. The reason why I knew Chuck Noll was is because he was the mentor to one of the guys who's my heroes, Tony Dungy. And the reason why Chuck Noll was a hero of Tony Dungy was because of his faith and because of the values that he instilled in him. So without Chuck Noll's beliefs and his faith, I wouldn't even know about him. But that's the, that's the impact that he's had on me even in death. So I say that because in the eternal lens, like past life, how big is football? You know what I'm saying? But when you understand and you have that faith, it makes it so much easier. You can appreciate it more. The bad days, they're never really that bad. You know, um, I would say for me personally, you know, coming and playing in Philadelphia was 20 times different from Vanderbilt. I mean, you could just go play. People always were like, oh, it's all good. But in Philadelphia, the expectations rose. And it was something that I had to get used to. And the thing for me was that helped me stay steady, whether it was a good game or bad game or whatever, was always my faith. And it was always the other guys on the team us coming together and then always being able to relate on those subjects and it just makes football that much easier. It takes a load off, it takes the pressure off because you understand that, hey, you know, you, they say you retire twice. When you stop playing the game, when they stop talking about you. So at some point it's going to end, so you might as well have your faith in something real that's going to last forever. How do you have some deal with the drop passes? Um, uh, I guess like the best way to do it is just like move on to the next play, right? Don't, yeah. don't dwell on it. Yeah. I I would definitely say, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, something like that, obviously you want to move on. You don't want to sit there and dwell on it because, you know, being like having a negative attitude about it is only going to, you know, go over to the next play. Um, it's something that we definitely know we need to clean up. 
uh, me in particular. I will say, though, the biggest difference, obviously, from this year to last year is the only stat that matters is the win column. You know, at this time, we were 0-2 last year, we're 2-0. and So, like, if, if we're going to talk about anything, let's continue to talk about winning. When you lose games and then there's reasons that you're losing, then it's like, oh, okay, well, what do we need to fix? Obviously, when you're winning, you have those same things that you want to get better at, but it's not anything that you want to just dwell on and just be this dead horse because at the end of the day, the best thing to have that you can do when it comes to something like that is always instill confidence, always speak it, always go out there and practice and know that, hey, I'm here for a reason. I've made those same plays. I think every single uh, ball that I have been able to bring it, I know I've caught before. It's not something that I can't do, and it's not like I'm about to, you know, come next Sunday, be a totally different person. It's the same Jordan. I just got to go out there, be more consistent, be more detailed. And like I said, sometimes the best thing to happen is you do have your slip-ups in games that you know you can win or that you're going to win. So then you go back, go back to the drawing board, get detailed because the big games are coming. You need to be ready for them, you know, just like Sunday. I think the, the thing that they do best, they try and keep everything in front of them, you know, live zone. So they're going to they're gonna force you to beat them with long drives. And, you know, NFL, People love taking shots. You can take shots that demoralize the defense. You know, I went through the first two games and went through explosive passes, and there wasn't that many clips, you know, and that's like 16-plus. You know, so teams aren't gashing them, you know, for long games, and that's exactly what the defense wants. So it's on us to be consistent. It's on us to be able to say, okay, let's go down. We get like five-yard hitches, slants. You're getting tackled. Don't worry about it. That's what we need. We just got to keep uh, having drives like that. I think uh, that first drive yeah. that Carson had against Chicago was real telling. I think that's the kind of picture that, you know, we want to get our explosive plays, but sometimes those might be the drives that we're going to have to have when we go get points. I think A.J. Green went from, from 12 catches in week one to week two to two against them last week. What did you see against A.J. Green from the Steelers? Oh, I will say this, though, too. Um, the the weather is is still obviously a factor. If you if you're the Bengals and, and you got Giovanni Bernard and you got Jeremy Hill, you're gonna run the ball too. It's just just natural. So obviously the weather is going to have an effect. Um, but at the same time too, it was just what I talked about. It's, the, it's that zone. You know when uh, you go back and watch that game with uh, that the Jets when they played the Bengals. Well, obviously they're extremely confident in Daryl Revis. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna put in one on one coverage. Well, what's what do all coaches say their job is to do? Our job is to put you in one-on-one -on -one situations, and what's the player's job to do? It's to win. That's the name of the game in football. Mixed matches, put you in one-on-one -on -one coverage, and you got to beat the man. So that's what he was able to do. When teams goes on, it's a little bit different. Now it's all about spacing, timing. Everybody's got to be on the same, you know, everybody's got to be on, like, the same picture. So how much harder is that, too, when you take the weather and, you know, into context, too. So, you know, obviously it was something that when I watched the film was kind of like, I, I lean more to watching the Redskins game when they play them as far as, like, looking at their defense and how they cover receivers. Because, like, like, DJ, DJ had, like, 100.